that's uh, uh, sobering news, of course, uh, on a very serious day already. Um, let's talk now with the former United States ambassador to Ukraine, Bill Taylor. Uh, ambassador Taylor, good to see you uh, as always. Um, I guess the first question is, is there anything uh, that can be done to stop Putin and Russia from a complete and total takeover of Ukraine, short of NATO sending troops in, which they will not do. Jake, the Russian military clearly has the capability uh, to go into many of the cities, uh, many of the largest cities. It probably doesn't have the capability to go in all. It doesn't have the manpower. The Russian military doesn't have the... Three million, four million. Ah, okay. So a little bit more clarity on those Trump comments. I'm going to clear that up. Uh, quick shout out, though, uh, just in the last five minutes here. Uh, ooh, uh, I'm going to mess up your name. I'm going to try. Rangarinai. Rangarinai. I'll have to learn that one. Welcome aboard to Stocks and Psychology of Money. Lionel, welcome to Stocks and Psychology of Money. And Earl, to the path for wealth and a higher net worth. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much for joining and using that coupon code expiring Monday. Uh, let's, uh, we've got an update here on uh, the, the Trump comments. So apparently the Trump comments came hours before the invasion began. And the, the quote in context was, quote, I mean, he's taking over a country for $2 worth of sanctions, Mr. Trump said to donors and Republican lawmakers at Mar-a-Lago on Wednesday. Quote, I'd say that's pretty smart. Uh, so this puts a little bit more context on those Trump comments. It looks like this was before the invasion. Uh, more confirmation here that Chernobyl has fallen to Russia. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Yeah. That is true. An easy decision uh, for the Europe. Also, trains carrying vulnerable and children being evacuated from eastern Ukraine to western Ukraine. Uh, not normally scheduled trains are just taking people across. By disincentives like economic sanctions. So it's, it's not going to stop him clearly. Um, it will... If they, we'll talk about SWIFT, uh, SWIFT or sanctions on other banking facilities, uh, other big commercial banks, the three or four or five largest commercial banks, Jake, um, if sanctioned uh, in full locking sanctions so that they can't operate with U.S. dollars, um, that will have an effect on the economy right away, on the Russian economy right away. Um, and it will make it impossible uh, for Russians to use bank accounts and credit cards. Um, uh, SWIFT will have a similar effect, but just putting the sanctions on the top three or four or five commercial banks will have as big a, an effect as, as SWIFT. SWIFT is known, um, but this is a, another approach. We're, we're gonna hear from President Biden clearly about how to address this. One or the other of those two options, SWIFT or large commercial banks um, are going to be blocked, that is clear. An emergency meeting of the G7 powers this morning uh, took place. Uh, what do you think the international response should look like right now? Should it include sanctioning those banks that you mentioned, perhaps uh, booting Russia from the SWIFT system and, and more? What, what would actually cause Putin to 
I mean, I don't think he's going to withdraw from Ukraine, but to, to, to reconsider what he's doing. So just the fact that the G7 is united is very important. And that's got to be troubling uh, to President Putin. He's got to have, he's been surprised, I imagine, at, at the unity of the NATO alliance, of the G7, of the, the alliance between the United States and Ukraine, about the resilience of President Zelensky. President Putin. So quick note, uh, the White House has started their stream uh, Biden's not out yet, but the stream has uh, uh, launched. Obviously, we'll be covering that. Uh, Joe Biden is expected to be speaking in about 12 minutes, and uh, we should expect a lot of information on sanctions. Not sure if Biden's going to go for Q&A. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, markets have been trading sideways since the first 20 minutes of trading, waiting uh, to determine the impact of these potential sanctions on our global economy, on inflation, on oil, uh, and so on and so forth. A quick update uh, on oil, by the way. Let's look at that. Uh, oil is sitting at 102.48, so off of that 105 high that we had earlier. Uh, so we'll see how that evolves after sanctions. We shall see. Um, I need to go to the restroom. So I will be right back. <laughs> uh, BRB. Uh, they want to be free. Um, and Mr. Putin will have to face that. And he's facing the unity of the international community with the Ukrainians. Ambassador Bill Taylor, uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, your time today. Uh, coming up, uh, much more from our reporters on the ground in Ukraine, on the ground in Russia, as we await President Biden. Stay with us. Eliminating grays is as easy as combing your hair. With just for men, easy comb in color. Just twist and comb, getting natural looking results. Let's get this meeting started. Has never been easier. The most men trust just for men. One roll of a lifetime, one sore throat. But she had enough. She took new Mucinex Insta-Soothe sore throat lozenges. Show your sore throat who's boss. New Mucinex Insta-Soothe works in seconds, lasts for hours. As a struggling actor, I need all the breaks that I can get. At Liberty Buchimo. Cut. Liberty Bibbity. Cut. We'll dub it. Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. No matter where you live, with DISH, you get 99% signal reliability. Okay, everybody, let's get to the basement. Abby, Austin, Austin, hurry. Well, we're all here. 99% signal reliability anywhere in the country with DISH. Tuned in to you. It's still the Eat Fresh Refresh, and Subway's refreshing everything, like the new Baja Turkey Avocado. With smashed avocado, oven-roasted turkey, and Baja Chipotle sauce, it's three great things together. Wait, who else is known for nailing threes? Hmm, can't think of anyone. Subway keeps refreshing and re- As a Main Street bank, PNC has helped over 7 million kids develop their passion for learning through our Grow Up Great initiative. And now, we're providing billions of dollars for affordable home lending programs as part of $88 billion to support underserved communities, including loans for small businesses in low and moderate income areas. So everyone has a chance to move forward financially. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you.
You're a one-man stitch work master, but your staffing plan needs to go up a size. You need to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Indeed Instant Match instantly delivers quality candidates yeah. matching your job description. Visit Indeed. So leave it, leave it to me to put you on a stupid CNN commercial uh, right when I have to go to the restroom. I apologize for that. Uh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> I knew I should have waited for after the commercial, but I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't do it. Show while I was in the restroom. Shout out to Steve and Alan for joining both the Stocks and Psychology of Money Group. Welcome aboard. Market open live streams every day. Talked about the market as well this morning. So we are on standby now for Joe Biden. And uh, look, the, the the big deal here is going to be what are we going to do uh, in response market-wise? What do we do re reaction-wise to sanctions? Uh, we're expecting these to be substantial sanctions, but they're not supposed to target the... Uh, the, the energy sector, which the energy sector is where we're expecting, well, first of all, the majority of Russia's revenue. And uh, so it's like, well, how are you going to sanction Russia without targeting the energy sector? But then again, the energy sector is what would drive inflation. So if we're not expecting sanctions on energy, then it's possible the market could actually rally into the close on 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 whatever uh, whatever these sanctions are, I mean Biden's going to have to be pretty aggressive to hope to do anything to uh, Putin. And and I hate to say it, I I'm not very optimistic that uh, these sanctions that we're going to hear about are going to be a big deal. Uh, plus, Russia has sold almost all their T bills. Yeah, they they, they still have um, U.S. assets. You're right; they have a wealth front fund. And they've gotten rid of almost all of their $186 billion of uh, U.S. dollar-denominated assets. Uh, some of the companies do still hold dollar-denominated assets. But you're right. I mean, they've, they're they not stupid. They, they know they're going to get sanctioned. They obviously prepared for this before the sanctions come. This is why, quite frankly, I think these sanctions are probably stupid. But whatever. We'll see what happens of Ukraine explosions have been reported in more than a dozen cities mm. throughout Ukraine. Hey, that's the video we played. Kiev. A short time ago, this blast rocked an airport in southeastern Ukraine. Vladimir that was a similar one. We've shown a lot of these. Land from sea and from air on a sovereign nation is unlike anything Europe has seen since World War II. I want to bring in CNN military analyst and retired Army General James Spider Marks. Uh, General Marks, a senior U.S. official tells CNN that, that Vladimir Putin intends to control at least the eastern two-thirds of the entire country wow. of Ukraine. Um, do you believe he would settle for that, or does he want the whole enchilada? Well, I think he's looking for, as you put it, the, the entire enchilada. Um, but the control yeah. aspect... Well, that's a big buffer zone. Uh, <laughs> when Kevin is proud of playing a video before CNN. Hey, come on. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be uh, you, you got you got to cheer the little wins, okay? I I like when I play earnings before CNBC, and I like the little wins there too. Uh, okay. Ooh, David, Peter, welcome aboard. David just joined Stocks and Psychology Money. Shout out, David! Thank you so much for joining, Peter. Welcome, new Path to Wealth course. Welcome, welcome. All right, these are apparently uh, protests. I don't know happening where. Uh, by the way, I am liking these in Moscow. So that way you can see, uh, not only we can give credit to the person who posted this, but you could also see these yourself. 
replay them or whatever you want to do. Let me see here. Catch up with the curated. Oh, hold on. I, I have a stupid video playing, I think, in the background here. Who is that? I believe that is a Bloomberg TV. Yes, it is. All right. Silence. All right. Now we can play that video. Here it is. Uh, so protesters here in Moscow. Let's take a look. NATO allies. What? Ah. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh look at look at your look at free speech in Russia. Holy crap! Like these people holding a banner in Russia, and the cops in Russia are like, "You don't do this in Russia. We will we will arrest you." Look at this. Goodbye. They don't even cuff them. The they just freaking grab them. Is this Canada? Is this is this not is this Canada? Anti-war. This says Moscow. Same thing in Canada to the Gulag. Oh, you you guys are just making a comparison. Wow. I mean, that don't look Canadian. Jeez. Ugh. Okay. I can't tell the difference between Russia and Canada. Yeah, no kidding. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that doesn't look Canadian. We would invoke any action against them would invoke Article 5. And I'm sanguine that NATO would hold fast, would stay together were that to occur. I believe there's a bite from uh, Vladimir Putin, a sound bite that we got, and I want to play it for you and get your response to it, Control Room, if you could, if you could run that. Whoever tries to interfere with us, and even more so to create threats for our country, our people should know that Russia's response will be immediate and will lead you to such consequences that you have never experienced in your history. And I believe, uh, I believe during that same speech, he also reminded the world that Russia still has nuclear weapons yeah uh he kind of counterattacked and said uh look if somebody attacks russia we've got nukes uh he's he knows how to how to negotiate but uh okay i do want to clarify here it says regarding the sanctions it says u.s sanctions on russia are not expected to severely target the energy sector okay this this is a little bit different um Because that um, that means there could be some targeting. All right. Then begins the cascading effect of the end of times. I'm incredibly concerned that that might be something that he would move in the direction the direction to try to achieve. Retired General Spider Marks, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, more special coverage ahead. President Biden is just moments away. Stay with us. Yeah, when they say Biden is just moments away, they mean he's like 30 minutes away, uh, which in fairness, I may have also written here minutes away in this little description, but it could be true. We just He's just always late, so it's his fault, not mine. But anyway, I just want to give you that heads up. 
Uh, okay, let's uh, let's see what else we got here. Slovenia calls for tough uh, sanctions. Yeah, we'll see what we get. We got Fox over here. Let's listen in. Can wean Europe off its dependence on energy imported from Russia. At the centerpiece of this, and as the Wall Street Journal writes, that that reliance on Russia for energy has enabled Putin to move on like he is in this moment. And you just William, welcome aboard to Stocks and Psychology and Money. Thank you so much for joining and using that coupon that expires on Monday. Lifetime access to the course. Policy change for this German Chancellor Olaf Schultz calls the Russian invasion a forcible attempt to shift the European boundaries and borders, perhaps even to wipe an entire country off of the world map in a televised address to Germans Thursday evening. With the attack on Ukraine, President Putin wants to turn back time. Mm. India's Prime Minister appealed to Vladimir Putin for an immediate cessation of violence. During the Cold War, analysts often said that more economically intertwined, uh, the more in economically intertwined the Soviet Union and West became, the less likely it would be that conflicts would arrive. arise. Ah, well, European Union is Russia's largest trading partner, accounting for 37% of global uh, trade. Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be stopping anything. No, it's terrible. Uh, Lena, welcome. Path to wealth. A few seconds ago. Welcome aboard. UK government announces visa concessions for Ukrainian citizens. UK bans Russian aircraft from its space. That's right. Their main, the largest airline was, uh, was blocked. Let's keep listening here. Biden soon, I suppose. It's difficult for European nations who have become so dependent on Russian oil and gas to find alternatives. Uh, Biden is not live yet. No, 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 no. I have, I've got him right here. We'll begin shortly. 91,000 watching. My gosh, I should change my title to Biden. <laughs> Biden speech. Biden speech. There we go. I changed it. <laughs> That's nutty. That's crazy. It's the White House. Do you want to watch it with me or with them? <laughs> uh, anyway. So, jeez. Um, okay. Yeah, let's see what else we have here. So, uh, Tesla sitting down about 0.69% right now. Our sponsor, FTX, wants you to know that Bitcoin is still getting rejected by uh, the 36,000 level, sitting at about 35.9 right now. Ethereum sitting at 34. Cardano at 80.6 cents. Solana at $84. Sheeb, 22.67. Doge, 11 cents. Decentraland, 2.42. Sandbox 281, Axie 44.94. McConnell, what we have in Europe now is the first shooting war since World War II. This is serious, a serious incident. I've criticized the president and I will preat some of that. Every available sanction should be taken or, or implemented. The White House putting up the green screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. China rejects calling the Russia move an invasion. Yeah. 
Mm. Oh, China. How much talking have you done with Putin? All right. Let's, uh, as we wait for Biden here, let's listen in. Brown can probably tell us if there's still electricity all, all throughout the city. One of the things I just go back where I started, the cyber attacks, mm-hmm. uh, everything that we can do. Oh, here we go. Uh, they Is this Biden do. coming? And um, so you, it, the ratcheting up of possibilities there, uh, you can play that out pretty. That's not Biden. You know, Brent, in in the military parlance, uh, as the lights go out there in Kiev for some reason, this has been a softer uh, pre-ground force uh, operation than we were initially led to believe. We were led to believe it was going to be hundreds and hundreds of missiles and and attacks that would make shock and awe uh, look like it was child's play. But yet the Russians haven't played it that way. And and there's still a lot more that they may do. But what do you make of the fact that they haven't taken the communications offline, that they haven't rolled into downtown Kiev or Kharkiv or other cities like that? And they seem to be taking this much more slowly and with less intensity than was initially believed would happen. I think it's really a fascinating question. Uh, one, I mean, it's not like they haven't done a lot. I think it's been more than 100 mm-hmm. missiles and they've taken out command nodes and they've taken out, uh, taken different air airfields. Uh, but you're right. It is not just a bombardment at front, at the front. Uh, it may come because this next wave is expected to be the forces from the south that are already moving pretty quickly from Crimea and then um, the ones from the north. We shouldn't take away also the fact that there has been loss of life on the Ukrainian side, at least. We know that prisoners have been taken on the Russian side as well. I uh, just want to point out, too, that this was originally expected at 1230 uh, p.m. Eastern time to hear from the president. That was pushed back uh, an hour. You can only imagine, Brett, the conversations, the decisions that are being made uh, in the White House at this hour, the phone calls that are being made before the president comes out and announces the United States next move in all of this. You know, listen, it is a major moment for this president. I said yesterday was a major moment. These, this week is a major moment. How he speaks, mm-hmm. what message he sends is not just for Russia and Ukraine. It is for China. It is for Taiwan. It is for the rest of the world uh, to look at America and say, how are we as a country reacting to this? Expect there to be a lot of focus on the G7 leaders all speaking as one uh, to send one unified message. You know, and, and a big question that I have is, Brett, how far does Biden go? Because there's this old saying, and you, you know this well from personal experience, don't poke the bear. In this case, it's not the Brett bear, it's the Russian bear, because Putin has vowed that he will respond uh, swiftly and with a lot of some sort of force if he is pushed into a corner. Now, General Keith Kellogg was suggesting that could be in the form of tactical nuclear weapons. I'm not sure that's in the cards, but what could be in the cards? Well, I think those cyber possibilities are, as I've been talking about, I think that that's the biggest threat right now. And once you start getting down that road of tit for tat, uh, it can go a lot of places. So uh, I think there is a sense that you have to, because of the actions that have already been taken and the, the crossing a line of the world order, that something significant has to happen 
with a unified front. Mm -hmm. Being unified is tough for some of those countries in Europe who are going to feel directly any pinch that goes on to the energy sector. You know, ahead of the president stepping out here, which should happen at any moment now, you can see the reporters are already filled up and waiting in the room uh, to ask the president's question, uh, questions, should the president take any. Um, there's an interesting reaction in the markets. In that he better. A, a somewhat orderly sell-off in the face of an absolutely horrific last 24 hours watching this unfold, Brett. Uh, I know it's being billed as a major sell-off, but it's, it's, it's less than a 2% move in the Dow to the downside. Um, down 632 points, but with a Dow at- Yeah, Tesla actually up right now, by the way, up about half of a percent uh, leading into this uh, sanctions discussion. Sell off as markets sort of anticipate what is next with all of this. That's fascinating too. And at one point, the Nasdaq was in positive, yes. positive territory today. And um, I think that you know better than anybody. The markets bake things in. Uh, they're watching this unfold. This could be a long process, yeah. and uh, we don't know how long. All right, as we await the president here, let's go back to our man on the ground in the capital city of Kiev, Trey Yingst. He's got some new information for us. Trey, what's the latest from there? John, good afternoon. At this hour, we understand the Ukrainians are still trying to take back some of those positions to the west and to the north of where we're at right now. President Zelensky is not giving up in this fight. We understand also, according to his office, that he continues efforts to find support from the international community amid this Russian offensive that would come in the terms of sanctions that we are expected to hear shortly from President Biden about, but also in the form of weapons. We know that the Ukrainian forces have used a lot of their weapons today, just fighting off the initial early hours. I'm just going to quickly mention that uh, there's a report here that uh, the earlier discussion about the United States potentially shutting off the internet in Russia, affecting trains, disrupting power, and so on and so forth, are, are there are cyber attacks being discussed by the United States, but apparently not these, the White House says. So I imagine they're they're probably suggesting that there's a, you know, that 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 they're evaluating all sorts of options, and they they probably don't want to tip their hand. Talked about what he thought was going to happen in the coming days in his country. And to give you a little bit of background on what this area looks like, there's not a whole lot of defense between where the Ukrainian territory is and where the annexed territory is, the, the territory that President Putin took over in 2014. So Russian tanks and armored vehicles were able to simply drive on a paved road into this territory, and they didn't face much resistance in the south. We understand, according to sources here in Kiev, that the bulk of the resistance is actually taking pl place in Kharkiv, the second largest city in Ukraine. A lot of those forces, Ukrainian forces, if they are not able to fend off those offensives that are taking place, they're probably going to drop back to try to help defend the capital city here in Kiev. John. Remarkable images all morning that we have seen and just the lines of cars and people trying to flee that city um, to the point where traffic was just at a complete standstill. And then word that many who decided to stay were hunkered down in the underground subway system, which is very far underground to protect themselves, Trey. Absolutely. Tonight, most people will be sleeping underground in the Ukrainian capital. There's a real understanding that the air campaign is likely not over. Even earlier this hour, we heard quite a large explosion in the Ukrainian capital. And while it's not as intense as it was when this first started, it doesn't mean that it's over. 
The civilian population here is now caught amid the crossfire. Three million people in the Ukrainian capital, many women and children that are stuck because people really didn't think they would have to flee this city. We did not see a mass evacuation or mass evacuation orders from officials here leading up to this date. And that's why this morning you saw so many of those cars bumper to bumper leaving on the expressways outside of Kiev, headed to the west. Okay, coast. still waiting here for Biden, of course. Sandra. All right. Trey Yanks for us in Kiev. Hey, 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 Trey, just before you go, uh, Brett remarked that it looked like the lights had gone out in Kiev. I mean, clearly you still got some power there, but is it darker than it was uh, previous? Uh, we still have power at our location. It's tough to tell because different parts of the city uh, have had a little bit of trouble with power, but I don't think it's anything of note at this hour. All right. Trey Forrest. Trey, thank you. Um, where are we going next, Sandra? Waiting for Biden. Standing by is KT McFarland. We should hear from the president shortly, KT, but if we can, former deputy national security advisor under President Trump, sneaking. All right, we'll keep waiting here for uh, Biden. Uh, okay, uh, Caitlin Collins, we are about a minute away from Biden's speech. Sandra is number one, talk to the American people and say, I'm reversing course. I'm going to reopen the American energy industry, oil and natural gas. What he should say to the Europeans is I've got your back. I will provide energy security for all those European countries. However we have to get it to, to you, we will make sure that you're covered. Liquefied natural gas terminals, airlifts, tankers, we've got you covered. And then he should say to the Russians, we are going to sanction you. We are going to work with the Saudis to drive down the price of oil. We are going to bankrupt you, and we are going to prevent any high technology from getting to Russia. That's what he should say. I don't think he will. Well, you know, KT, even if you were to say that, how do you... Here's just a uh, quick clip from Twitter official on a reporter here in Ukraine. Wow. Oh, Biden. The Russian military has begun a brutal assault on the people of Ukraine. Without provocation, without justification, without necessity, this is a premeditated attack. Vladimir Putin has been planning this for months, as we've been saying all along. He moved more than 175,000 troops, military equipment and positions along the Ukrainian border. He moved blood supplies into position and built a field hospital, which uh, tells you all you need to know about his intentions all along. He rejected every good faith effort the United States and our allies and partners made to address our mutual security concerns through dialogue to avoid needless conflict and avert human suffering. For weeks, for weeks, we have been warning that this would happen. And now it's unfolding largely as we predicted. In the past week, we've seen shelling increase in the Donbass, a region in eastern Ukraine controlled by Russian-backed separatists. The Russian government has perpetrated cyber attacks against Ukraine. We saw a staged political theater in Moscow, outlandish and baseless claims that Ukraine was was about to invade and launch a war against Russia, that Ukraine was prepared to use chemical weapons. Ukraine committed a genocide without any evidence. We saw a flagrant violation of international law and attempting to unilaterally create two new so-called republics 
on sovereign Ukrainian territory. And at the very moment that the United Nations Security Council was meeting to stand up for Ukraine's sovereignty, to stave off invasion, Putin declared his war. Within moments, moments, missile strikes began to fall on historic cities across Ukraine. Then came uh, quickly, Western allies now reporting that Kiev is expected to fall to Russian forces within hours. This just in. We've shared declassified evidence about Russia's plans and cyber attacks and false pretexts so that there could be no confusion or cover-up about what Putin was doing. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. And now he and his country will bear the consequences. Today, I'm authorizing additional strong sanctions and new limitations on what can be exported to Russia. Uh -oh. This is going to impose severe cost on the Russian economy, both immediately and over time. We have purposefully designed these sanctions to maximize the long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and our allies. And I want to be clear. The United States is not doing this alone. For months, we've been building a coalition of partners representing well more than half the global economy. 27 members of the European Union, including France, Germany, Italy, as well as the United Kingdom, Canada, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, and many others, to amplify the joint impact of our response. I just spoke with the G7 leaders this morning, and we're in full and total agreement. We will limit Russia's ability to do business in dollars, euros, pounds, and yen to be part of the global economy. We'll limit their ability to do that. We're going to stunt the ability of, to finance and grow Rus the, the Russian military. We're going to impose major and we're going to impair their ability to compete in high-tech 21st century economy. We've already seen the impact of our actions on Russia's currency and the ruble, which early today hit its weakest level ever, ever in history. The Russian stock market plunged today. The Russian government borrowing rates spiked by over 15%. In today's actions, we've now sanctioned Russian banks that together hold around $1 trillion in assets. We've cut off Russia's largest bank, a bank that holds more than one-third of Russia's banking assets by itself, cut it off from the U.S. financial system. And today, we're also blocking four more major banks. That means every asset they have in America will be frozen. This includes VTB, the second largest bank in Russia, which has $250 billion in assets. As promised, we're also adding the names to the list of Russian elites and their family members that are sanctioning, that were sanctioned as well. As I said on Tuesday, these are people who personally gain from the Kremlin's policies and they should share in the pain. We will keep up this drumbeat of those designations against corrupt billionaires in the days ahead. On Tuesday, we stopped the Russian government from raising money from U.S. or European investors. Now we're going to apply the same restrictions to Russia's largest state-owned enterprises, companies with assets that exceed $1.4 trillion. Some of the most powerful impacts our actions will come over time. As we squeeze Russia's access to finances and technology, for strategic sectors of its economy and degrade its industrial capacity for years to come. 
Between our actions and those of our allies and partners, we estimate that we'll cut off more than half of Russia's high-tech imports. It'll strike a blow to their ability to continue to modernize their military. It'll degrade their aerospace industry, including their space program. It'll hurt their ability to build ships, reducing their ability to compete economically. And it will be a major hit to Putin's long-term strategic ambitions. And we're preparing to do more. In addition to the economic penalties we're imposing, we're also taking steps to defend our NATO allies, particularly in the East. Tomorrow, NATO will convene a summit. We'll be there to bring together the leaders of 30 allied nations and close partners to affirm our solidarity and to map out the next steps we will take to further strengthen all aspects of our NATO alliance. Although we provided over $650 million in defensive assistance to Ukraine just this year, it's last year, let me say it again. Our forces are not and will not be engaged in the conflict with Russia in Ukraine. Our forces are not going to Europe to fight in Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies and reassure those allies in the East. As I made crystal clear, the United States will defend every inch of NATO territory with the full force of American power. Stock market moving up. NATO is more united and more determined than ever. There is no doubt, no doubt that the United States and every NATO ally will meet our Article 5 commitments, which says that an attack on one is an attack on all. Over the past few weeks, I ordered thousands of additional forces to Germany and Poland as part of our commitment to NATO. On Tuesday, in response to Russia's aggressive action, including its troop presence in Belarus and the Black Sea, I've authorized the deployment of ground and air forces already stationed in Europe to NATO's eastern flank allies, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, and Romania. Our allies have also been stepping up, adding the other allies, the rest of NATO, adding their own forces and capabilities to ensure collective defense. And today, within hours of Russia's unleashing its assault, NATO came together and authorized and activated an activation of response plans. This will enable NATO's high readiness forces to deploy and when and where they're needed to protect our NATO allies on the eastern boundaries of Europe. And now I'm authorizing additional U.S. force capabilities to deploy to Germany as part of NATO's response, including some of the U.S.-based forces that the Department of Defense placed on standby weeks ago. BTC up about $500. Austin and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs General Milley about preparations for additional moves should they become necessary to protect our NATO allies and support the greatest military alliance in the history of the world, NATO. As we respond, my administration is using the tools, every tool at its disposal to protect American families and businesses from rising prices at the gas pump. You know, we're taking active steps to bring down the cost, and American oil and gas companies should not should not exploit this moment to hike their prices, to raise profits. You know, in our sanctions package, we specifically designed to allow energy payments to continue. We are closely monitoring energy supplies for any disruption. We've been coordinating with major oil producing and consuming countries toward our common interest to secure global energy supplies. 
We are actively working with countries around the world to elevate collective release from the strategic petroleum reserves of major energy-consuming countries. And the United States will release additional barrels of oil as conditions warrant. I know this is hard and that Americans are already hurting. I will do everything in my power to limit the pain the American people are feeling at the gas pump. This is critical to me. But this aggression cannot go unanswered. If it did, the consequences for America would be much worse. America stands up to bullies. We stand up for freedom. This is who we are. Let me also repeat the warning I made last week. If Russia pursues cyber attacks against our companies, our critical infrastructure, we are prepared to respond. For months, we've been working closely with, our pri with the private sector to harden our cyber defenses, sharpen our ability to respond to Russian cyber attacks as well. I spoke last night to President Zelensky of Ukraine, and I assured him that the United States, together with our allies and partners in Europe, will support the Ukrainian people as they defend their country. We'll provide humanitarian relief to ease their suffering. And in the early days of this conflict, Russia propaganda outlets will keep trying to hide the truth and claim success for its military operation against a made-up threat. But history has shown time and again how swift gains in territory eventually give way to grinding occupations, acts of mass civil, mass civil disobedience, and strategic dead ends. The next few weeks and months, we hard on the people of Ukraine. Putin has unleashed a great pain on them. But the Ukrainian people have known 30 years of independence. They've repeatedly shown that they will not tolerate anyone who tries to take their country backwards. This is a dangerous moment for all of Europe, for the freedom around the world. Putin has committed an assault on the very principles that uphold the global peace. But now, the entire world sees clearly what Putin and his Kremlin, and, and his Kremlin allies are really all about. This was never about a genuine security concerns on their part. It was always about naked aggression, about Putin's desire for empire by any means necessary, by bullying Russia's neighbors through coercion and corruption, by changing borders by force, and ultimately by choosing a war without a cause. Putin's actions betray his sinister vision for the future of our world one where nations take what they want by force. But it is a vision that the United States and freedom-loving nations everywhere will oppose with every tool of our considerable power. The United States and our allies and partners will emerge from this stronger, more united, more determined, and more purposeful. Putin's aggression against Ukraine will end up costing Russia dearly, economically and strategically. We will make sure of that. Putin will be a pariah on the international stage. Any nation that countenances Russia's naked aggression against Ukraine will be stained by association. When the history of this era is written, Putin's choice to make a totally unjustifiable war on Ukraine will have left Russia weaker and the rest of the world stronger. Liberty, democracy, human dignity, these are the forces far more powerful than fear and oppression. They cannot be extinguished by tyrants like Putin and his armies. They cannot be erased by people from people's hearts and hopes 
by any amount of violence and intimidation. They endure in the contest between democracy and autocracy, between sovereignty and subjugation. Make no mistake, freedom will prevail. God bless the people of a free and democratic Ukraine. May God protect our troops. Questions. Take questions. Good. Associated Press, Zeke. So do you have any plans to speak with President Putin at this point? And what interactions have you had with the Russian government? I heard the first part. Do I have any plans to speak with Putin at this point? And what? What communications have you had with the Kremlin as far as uh, military operations in Ukraine and making sure this does not spiral into a larger conflict? Well, it's a large conflict already. The way we're going to ensure it's not going to aspire to a larger conflict is by providing all the forces needed in the Eastern European nations that are members of NATO. NATO is more united than it's ever been. And I have no plans to talk with Putin. Wow. Uh, Wall Street Journal. Tarina. Mr. President, you didn't mention SWIFT in your sanctions that you announced. Is there a reason why the U.S. Uh, isn't doing that? Is there a disagreement yep. among allies um, regarding SWIFT and whether uh, Russia should be allowed to be a part of it? The sanctions that we have proposed on all their banks have of equal consequence, maybe more consequence than SWIFT, number one. Number two, uh, it is always an option, but right now that's not the position that the rest of uh, Europe wishes to take. Um, uh, Cecilia Ve Vega, ABC. Sir, sanctions clearly have not been enough to deter Vladimir Putin to this point. What is going to stop him? How and when does this end? And do you see him trying to go beyond? Uh, stocks rotating back down a little bit now. To you now, this statement that he gave last night will that the wet the threat that he gave the West will face consequences greater than any you have faced in history. Is he threatening a nuclear strike? I have no idea what he's threatening. I know what he has done. Number one, and number two, no one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. It has to show this is going to take time, and we have to show resolve. So he knows what's coming. And so the people of Russia know what he's brought on them. That's what this is all about. This is going to take time. It's not going to occur. He's going to say, oh, my God, these sanctions are coming. I'm going to stand down. He's going to test the resolve of the West to see if we stay together. And we will. We will. And it will impose significant costs on him. Will he go beyond Ukraine, sir? Do you see him going? Beyond yes. What? I Two topics, just really quick. First, Wait, what? markets are down and gas prices are up. I know you always stress the difference between Wall Street and Main Street, but everybody seems to be in for some economic pain. How economically painful is it going to get for people in this country? Did he say yes to the Fox person or yes to, what did he say yes no to? No doubt that when a major nuclear power attacks and invades another country that the world is going to respond and markets can respond all over the world. So there's no doubt about that. Number one. Number two, the notion that this is going to last for a long time is highly unlikely. As long as we continue to stay resolved in imposing the sanctions we're going to impose on Russia, period. What's the next question? I'm sorry. The next question is, did you underestimate Putin, and would you still describe him the way that you did in the summer as a worthy adversary? 
At the time, he was, I made it clear as an adversary, and I said he was worthy. I didn't underestimate him. Okay, thanks to those of you saying yes to the next guy. I'm assuming you guys played it back. Thank you for that. You're a wise guy. The, you, you heard the speech he made, almost an hour's worth of speech is why he was going into Ukraine. He has much larger ambitions in Ukraine. He wants to, in fact, reestablish the former Soviet Union. That's what this is about. Uh -oh. And I think that his, uh, his ambitions uh -oh. uh, are, are completely contrary to the place where the rest of the world has arrived. That's not good. No, that's not going to be good. Devastating sanctions are going to be as devastating as Russian missiles and bullets and tanks. Yes, Russian bullets, missiles, and tanks in Ukraine. Yes, I am. Thank you, President Biden. If sanctions cannot stop President Putin, what penalty can? I didn't say yeah. sanctions couldn't stop him. You've been talking about the threat of these sanctions for several weeks now. Yes, but the threat of the sanctions and imposing the sanctions and seeing the effect of the sanctions are two different things. For two different things. And we're now going to, he's going to begin to see the effect of the sanctions. And what will that do? How will that change his mindset here, given he's because attacking Ukraine? Because it will so Ukraine weaken his country that he'll have to make a very, very difficult choice as to whether to continue to move toward being a second-rate power or, in fact, respond. You said in recent weeks that big nations cannot bluff when it comes to something like this. You recently said that the idea of personally sanctioning President Putin was on the table is that a step that you're prepared to take? And if not, it's not a bluff, it's on the table. Sanctioning President Putin? Yes. Why not sanction him today, sir? Mr. President. Why not That's sanction him today? Mr. President, if I can, you detailed some severe and swift new sanctions today and said the impact it will have over time. But given the full scale invasion, given that you're not pursuing uh, disconnecting Russia from what's called SWIFT, the international banking system, or other sanctions at your disposal, respectfully, sir, what more are you waiting for? Specifically, yeah. with the sanctions we've imposed exceed SWIFT. The sanctions we imposed exceed anything that's ever been done. The sanctions we imposed have generated two-thirds of the world joining us. They are profound sanctions. Let's have a conversation in another month or so to see if they're working. Yeah. Yes. Can I ask you about Zelensky? Sir, you spoke to Vladimir Zelensky yesterday, sir. What, what's, the, what's the risk that... Did he just say, we'll see in a month? Cold War, and is there now a complete rupture in U.S. and Russian relations? There is a complete rupture right now in U.S.-Russian relations if they continue wow. on this path that they're on. And in terms of a Cold War, that depends. You have the vast majority of the rest of the world in total opposition to what he's doing, from Asia to South America to Europe to around the world. And so it's going to be a cold day for Russia. The idea, you don't see a whole lot of people coming to his defense. And are you, are, are you, if I could follow up, sir, are you urging China to help isolate Russia? Are you urging China to help isolate Good clarification. Russia? clarification. I'm not prepared to comment on that at the moment. Yeah. Because yeah. China is supporting Putin. Yeah. No, no, no. He's had his hand up a long time. Thank you, Mr. President. How concerned are you that uh, Putin wants to go beyond Ukraine into other countries and the there U.S. will have to get involved if he moves into NATO countries? Good well, question. if he did move into NATO countries, he will be involved. We will be involved. The only thing that I'm convinced of is if we don't stop now, he'll be emboldened. 
If we don't move against him now with these significant sanctions, he will be emboldened. And Look, you know, every, uh, well, anyway. And can you talk anything more about your conversation? Can you, can you Mr. President, Mr. President. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. So India, which is a major defense partner of the United States, is India with fully with you on the issue of Ukraine and Russia? Does the Defense Department of the United States? So India is one of your major defense partners. India. Is India fully in sync with the United States on on Russia? We're going to be we're in consultation with with India today. We haven't resolved that completely. One more question. Okay, thank you all very much. Thank you. President Biden, they're taking a number of questions after unveiling new sanctions. The president saying, let's wait another month or so to see if it's... Yeah, the month or so comment was insane. What's up with that? Okay, let's do a quick little recap of of uh, everything that we just heard here. Uh, wow. Okay. All right, so... Here's a quick recap of what Joe Biden just said in response to Russia's invasion into Ukraine. First, uh, we do have oil. Uh, now Brent futures at about 101. The uh, S&P and NASDAQ initially rising during the beginning of Biden's speech, but then uh, retreating back. Our sponsor today, FTX, uh, and our ability to track crypto it has uh, has enabled us to see that crypto Bitcoin rose about $500 during the speech and has stabilized, uh, has not come back down. Uh, now, let's uh, quickly go through exactly what Biden said. So uh, Biden says that we're not doing this alone, that we're going to do everything we can to minimize the impact on the U.S. by implementing these new sanctions and that we're going to work together with our allies to amplify the impact uh, of these sanctions and that our allies are in full agreement with our sanctions, along with the G7 countries like Germany, France and so on uh, in the United Kingdom. The goal of the sanctions announced today are to limit Russia's ability to do business in dollars, euros, and yen, and to stunt the ability, that's Japanese yen, uh, and stunt the ability to grow their military and impair their ability to compete in high technologies and even to build ships. He says that we have already seen substantial damage to the Russian economy in uh, referring to the Russian ruble their currency falling to the weakest level ever. The Russian stock market plunged today, Joe Biden referenced. This is true. The uh, Moscow Stock Exchange plunged over 30% uh, at one point, uh, rivaling the 50% decline that we had seen during hyperinflationary times in Argentina, uh, as the MOEX fell uh, upwards of 45% earlier today. Borrowing rates skyrocketed about 15% in Russia today. And uh, we have seen companies like UBS value all bonds uh, held by Russia uh, or, or institutions who invest in Russian bonds, uh, valuing them all at zero, triggering margin calls for those who use them as collateral in their margin accounts. Joe Biden announced that uh, we will sanction all Russian banks uh, with a total now of $1 trillion in American assets, they believe. Uh, now, keep in mind the Russian Wealth Fund uh, having about $186 billion in 
in, in U.S. dollar denominated assets has already uh, swiftly uh, removed their uh, their uh, United States capital uh, preemptively to prevent the impact of these sorts of sanctions. We expect that uh, based on what the Russian ministry has told us, that many businesses and banks have already uh, prepared for these sorts of sanctions. That uh, right now we believe that every American asset uh, will be frozen. Uh, more entities and individuals are being added to the list of those sanctions, but not including Putin. And this was interesting that sanctioning Putin personally is still on the table, but was uh, not uh, chosen to be done, as well as expelling uh, Russia's access to the SWIFT banking system, which could have broad-based implications for individuals in Russia and their ability to use credit cards, send wire transfers, and conduct banking transactions. This has not uh, been implemented. So a ban or sanction or essentially eliminating Russia from uh, access to the SWIFT system has not been implemented, despite that being widely speculated. Joe Biden says that the actions being taken by him and his administration and allies today are more impactful than kicking Russia out of uh, SWIFT. We do have information that uh, about 7,000 more troops are being ordered and deployed to Europe to defend uh, NATO uh, land. Earlier today, we saw numerous additional uh, warplanes and uh, and uh, helicopters being deployed to uh, eastern NATO regions. The Ukrainian health ministry has also come out to uh, declare that 57 troops have been wounded. I'm sorry, killed in Ukraine, and 169 have been wounded so far, uh, along with dozens of uh, civilians. Uh, despite uh, Russia not specifically targeting civilians. Joe Biden says that our forces will not be engaged in Ukraine, but we will defend our allies and we will meet our Article 5 commitments. So he is now uh, re reiterating how certain the United States is to do whatever they can to make sure they defend NATO countries. And uh, Joe Biden says that this is necessary to not embolden uh, Putin to potentially try to go into NATO countries, uh, whether those are uh, north above Belarus or uh, further west towards, say, Poland. Uh, the goal here for uh, Biden, again, to limit the costs on Americans and doing everything he can to reduce the cost of oil and gas, uh, in addition to uh, requesting that companies not raise their gas and, uh, and oil prices or energy cost prices, uh, and will also work to release further barrels of oil from the strategic oil reserve in the United States. He does say, uh, because there were speculations that the United States could attack Russia, with cyber warfare to help Ukraine. It appears that uh, right now we expect the United States to only conduct cyber warfare against Russia in the event that Russia targets the United States. So uh, Joe Biden gave us no uh, suggestion that, uh, that uh, cyber warfare would be used against Russia right now, that right now they will uh, impose sanctions that exceed that of kicking Russia out of SWIFT. During questions, uh, he was asked if, uh, if if Putin might consider a nuclear strike. This follows comments by Putin earlier, suggesting that if anyone attacks Russia or to try or tries to interfere with Russia, that Russia could end up using uh, nuclear weapons. Joe Biden said, "I have no idea what Putin is threatening." He did say that sanctions take time to impact Russia. And probably the biggest head scratcher was that uh, Joe Biden said it will take about a month or we'll check back in a month to see if the sanctions 
can work. This is because individuals were or uh, reporters were asking, what if these sanctions don't work to stop Russia? And uh, he says he believes that they will, that these are profound sanctions. They exceed anything that has been done before, that uh, relations between Russia and the U.S. right now are, quote, ruptured. And he says, quote, let's talk in a month to see if they're working. A lot of folks questioning why would Joe Biden wait a month? I know sanctions can take a while, uh, especially economic sanctions to actually have an impact. But uh, this, this comes also in coordination with more sanctions from Canada and the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom, for example, uh, eliminating all Russian uh, Aeroflot flights from being able to fly into the United Kingdom. The International Monetary Fund suggesting that there is significant economic risk to the globe from the Ukraine conflict. The Federal Reserve responding and suggesting that uh, increased oil prices could actually dampen demand in the United States, which interestingly, oil prices lead to higher inflation. But uh, but if oil prices dampen demand for other things, maybe we would see less inflation outside of energy. So when we strip energy out, maybe we'll finally see prices settle down. Uh, and so this is where uh, Mester and Daly indicate there's a continued need to tighten gradually, that uh, they have not decided yet how Ukraine is likely to affect the economy uh, or their plans to hike. Markets are pricing in a 25 basis point hike with about an 85% probability of certainty as of March 16, when the Federal Reserve meets next. That We're not seeing a lot of pricing in of the 50 basis point hike. Russians have control of Chernobyl. During Biden's speech, there was also a note that we expect uh, Kiev to fall within the next few hours. And so it's possible by the time you're watching this, Kiev may have already fallen to Russia. Uh, the Ukrainian air defense has been mostly eliminated, uh, paving the way for uh, Russia uh, to potentially move forward. Bitcoin now at 36.4. Uh, Tesla almost up about 1% on the day. The NASDAQ up about 1% on the day. And S&P sitting at 420, which was our low of, this is our 0% Fibonacci retracement line back to uh, January 24th, S&P 500 down about 0.4% uh, right now. Uh, and that's uh, an update on what Joe Biden just told us regarding sanctioning uh, Russia. All right, let's get to some of the other news and see what some other reactions are. Uh, let's take a peek. Let's see what other reactions we got here. And the lifeblood of international transactions. So if you remove that ability on the part of Russia, that it can't play in this system, that it can't, so to speak, wire money, that means receive it or get it, yeah. they're kind of screwed. Now, they knew that, I think Vladimir Putin probably knew, uh, that that would do a lot of harm to, to, to uh, certain players, especially those heavily exposed to Vladimir Putin. Say nothing of what's going on now. Eventually, whatever punishments and, and the way we're sidelining Putin he is going to come back again, right? I mean, regardless, the, the sense seems to be, hopefully, uh, mm -hmm. if, if this ends better than it is now, he would come back on the world stage, much like he did after the 2014 sanctions that were imposed, and then he all but blew off. 
So sanctions don't seem to work for him. And I think he anticipated that, as did much of the world. I think an analyst also, one simple way to put the removal of Russia from SWIFT would be a more immediate impact. To your point about oil and gas revenues for Vladimir Putin, uh, they account, sales of oil and gas account for 40 percent of all revenues for his country. So if you removed Russia from SWIFT, it would be a more immediate impact, going back to the point that President Biden Absolutely. just said, we'll see where things are a month from now after imposing the sanctions he just listed. Real quick final question, Neil, to start drawing our audience attention to the bottom right portion of our screen, the Dow down 513 points. As a diligent trader always does, I looked where the Dow was right before uh, President Biden began speaking, Neil, and it was down 635. So it came off certainly its lows of the session. Perhaps there's something the market is looking at here that pleased Wall Street. I don't know how you want to look at it, but yeah. this has been a pretty orderly sell-off, not not a chaotic one, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and really the tech sector has been uh, doing decently well today. We've, we've quite seen, uh, as they're saying here on Fox, the tech sector actually do pretty decently well. And I mean, if we look at the SPY uh, sticks here, we, we've trended uh, straight up here, uh, mostly throughout the day. We had a little bit of a pause before Biden's speech but uh, otherwise, uh, a solid move up here. Uh, Tesla, look at that. This is like a 70-point move here in the day. It's almost a 10% move here uh, intraday. You've got Sunrun up 16%, Enphase up 9.9%. Shout out to those of you using the coupon code and joining the uh, Stocks and Psychology Money Group or the Wealth Path course or Real Estate course. Uh, link down below. Remember, we do have a coupon code expiring on Monday for that with all the new content that was released. I do want to shout out people who joined here during uh, Biden's speech. Uh, Matt, Nick, Kevin, Ivars, uh, Yaakov, eh, Ryan, and Dim. Thank you so much uh, for joining. Really appreciate having you and uh, look forward to having you in the group. I uh, expect you'll love it. Uh, this morning, did uh, conduct some trading and buying specifically. Uh, sold gold and bought Enphase. Eh, seven figures worth of both. And uh, these particular trades uh, right now working very, very well. We'll see, of course, how uh, what other opportunities present. And uh, I'll send alerts as those come up. Let's go uh, keep listening to the, some of these reactions here to sanctions. Uh, the exposure to Russia for U.S. banks, his included, is very, very limited, as it is in that region. Nevertheless, as we've learned in meltdowns and sell-offs, uh, contagion's contagion. Uh, everyone get, get, gets battered. But as the dust settles here, it's way too soon for dust of any sort to settle. The feeling seems to be that if your goal was to send the whole world into panic, that might be a bit premature. And if your goal was to really stick it to Vladimir Putin, uh, that's not happening either. We'll see. Really interesting. You seem to have brought some sort of calm to the markets there, coming even further off their lows of the session there. Neil, may I say it's great to have you back. Thank you very much. No, for thank and Sandra, thanks so much. I mean, man, you did double, triple duty. Uh, I'm going to send you like some marinara sauce or something. <laughs> I'll man. gladly accept it. Thank you very much. It was an honor. Right, good, good. Thank you very much, Thank Neil. you very okay. much. John. Some Roma tomatoes. Neil, great to see you back, my friend. Let's bring in uh, Martha McCallum, anchor of the story. And Martha, you heard the president say that no one expected sanctions would stop Putin from uh, going into the country. Yeah, I wonder if that's almost like a defense against the criticism he's getting from Republicans now. Going into the country. The question is what the president announced this afternoon in conjunction with what he announced earlier this week. Is it enough to get Putin to stop and back off? 
Doesn't appear to be. Uh, they have talked all along that the policy from the White House is diplomacy and deterrence. We saw a massive amount of diplomatic effort here, which obviously did not work. We saw deterrence that did not work. So the question now is, yeah. what are we trying to stop him from doing at this point? We've heard a number of military advisors throughout the day and people that we have spoke with, spoken with independently who believe that although the Ukrainians are putting up a pretty good fight here, maybe a little bit more than people expected, ultimately or. they are no match for the Russian military. Um, we've already seen that they're taking over the Chernobyl uh, power plant. They've taken uh, that area of the roads that lead to Kiev. They're not that far from Kiev. We know that Kiev could fall in 48 hours. Now, that's a pretty dark picture. Um, what we 48. We've heard even sooner than that. We will not put troops in Ukraine. We will defend NATO. So that lays down for Vladimir Putin very clearly what where the line is, right? So he sees that and he is within reach potentially of attaining the goal of toppling the government in Ukraine. So those are his goals. He's mapped this out pretty clearly. He knows what kind of pain he can take. We don't know what kind of pain his people can take and whether yeah. or not these sanctions will turn them against him. We're seeing protests in the streets of Moscow. Very courageous move on the parts of those people who are willing to stand up in the middle of Moscow and say that they're against what Vladimir Putin is doing here in Ukraine. And just one other thing I would say about the SWIFT uh, situation, right? You did hear questions about it in the briefing room today. It's very much on people's minds. The two toughest things that, that could have been done, SWIFT and also sanctioning Vladimir Putin personally. Yeah, neither the done. president said that he drew the line on those two things. We heard Jack Keane a while ago say that uh, he was hearing that some of the European neighbors guarantee it's primarily Germany, not ready to go there on SWIFT. Um, Germany, Germany, watch Germany closely here because as much as we've heard about how close NATO is right now and they've never been closer, it, what the real test of that is how that holds up in the weeks to come, right? And Germany holding the line on SWIFT, keep one thing in mind with regard to their oil and energy relationship with Russia. Gerhard Schroeder, the former chancellor of Germany, is, is, on the, is the chairman of Rosneft, which is the other, you know, there's Gazprom and there's Rosneft. So he's the chairman. Think about that. The German chancellor, the chairman of Rosneft, right? He also was on the board of Nord Stream. So these were- Oh, like listen to this. Tesla now dropping a bit here as Elon Musk and uh, Kimball Musk are now the focus of an insider trading investigation by the SEC. Tesla just gave up about half percent of gains here difficult to break given how dependent they are on Russia for their oil. So we'll see, you know, when push comes to shove, is Europe willing to allow Putin to essentially take over Ukraine? If they can keep things status quo, we will see how that plays out. You know, Martha, I'm just digging back um, into our allies when they- Investigation focuses on Kimball Musk selling Tesla stock in November before Elon announced his share sales. I remember that and I talked about that. I we on Friday we saw Kimball Musk dump a ton of shares, and then like on Saturday or Sunday, uh, Elon Musk tweets, "Hey, should I sell Tesla stock?" The timing was impeccable. I pointed that out too, but I did not know it had risen to a uh, an SEC investigation. Now Tesla now down about one percent. You could see the uh, move right here. Uh, you know, on, on the scope of the day, relatively nominal. I mean, nothing more than what we've seen here. Uh, but this is clearly uh, breaking that upward trend right now, uh, given this uh, this potential probe. It's great that you point that out, Sandra, because one of the things that we've seen Russia doing is changing the denomination of a lot of its transactions uh, from dollars into rubles, right? Mm -hmm. And becoming... Right 
as, as independent of these systems as they possibly can. We also know and just think back to that moment where President Xi and President and uh, Vladimir Putin, President Putin stood side by side at the Olympics and issued this, you know, very strong dictate to the rest of the world, basically saying, stay out of our business, stay out of the things that we do in our region. Do not interfere with us. And we know that they have built. Yeah. Uh, shout out here to Elir for joining the Stocks and Psychology Money Group. Thank you so much. Uh, somebody here donated $20 to say, I fear Putin has been preparing for months with a large amount of troops and equipment for something bigger than Ukraine. He has repeatedly complained that NATO is too close to Russia. I hope a resolution is found fast. No kidding. Do you think sanctions will be less effective now that crypto allows countries to bring money in uh, from the global economy with no regulations? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. If you're a billionaire or whatever in uh, in Russia, why not just use uh, crypto rather than get sanctioned? Thankfully, he was able to recover. But but there there is uh, very little that they would stop at to, to carry out the toppling of this country and to make sure that this is no longer a Western-looking country. Whether or not they can get away with it or whether the people will stand for it there, Remains to be seen. Martha, we'll get, let you go get ready for your hour coming up. The story, 3 o'clock Eastern time. Martha, thank you. We'll see you then. Hey, I met her in person in an interview. For more on all of this, and Jack, uh, we are at the touch screen, and we've got uh, up on the screen, I, I believe you can see this, uh, a map of the areas of Ukraine where the Russians have been attacking with uh, ballistic missiles, with rockets, uh, with uh, artillery fire as well. But something I wanted to ask you about, uh, here's Kiev right here, and I'll do this in blue. German Chancellor responds, why not kick uh, uh, Putin out of SWIFT now? And uh, the response is, we should keep sanctions ready for later. This is uh, leading some folks to wonder what's later, like when Putin decides to invade Poland or, or, or what? Like at what point do you go all in against this guy? Yeah, I, I suppose they're trying to keep some level of deterrence up right now. Uh, here are the anti-war protests, by the way, in St. Petersburg, Russia on screen now. Remember, I like these, uh, so well, so that way you could see them on my Twitter history in case you want to see liked posts, everything that's going on. Just follow me on Twitter at RealMeetKevin. You can see all of these uh, various different posts. All right. Uh, NASDAQ now up about 1% with about 90 minutes of trading to go. Going in about 60Ks. Um, and that's from the southern approach right there. You got it. That's succeeding. Uh, unimpeded. Okay. Uh, Kiev may fall to Russian forces tonight as Ukraine's air defenses have been effectively eliminated. To deal with the Ukrainian uh, military deployment and the capabilities they do have. So uh, it's a fact now that we know that they haven't even taken out all of the Ukrainian. Air Shout out to Christoph for enrolling in the Stocks and Psychology of Money Group a few seconds ago. Welcome, welcome. It shows that given the resistance and the fact that they've been able to slow the Russian advance down in three axes, um, that tells you that the, the scale of the pre-assault fires was inadequate. And we talked about 100 missiles. We thought there mm -hmm. can still be more than that. 75 bombers and fighters. You brought that up before, John. We thought there can still be more than that. That's why they're re-engaging again tonight with pre-assault fires given that resistance. Now, we have said before, we certainly applaud that resistance that's taken place here. Eventually, the overmatch is going to take over here yeah. in terms of 
Russian capability. But listen, the Russians aren't 10 foot tall here. They've had planning problems here. They got execution problems. This is a very ambitious, complicated campaign plan that they have put together. And it's not surprising that they're having some issues. OK, uh, Ukraine forces have fortified control over Chernobyl. Did they push? OK, this is interesting because the last update we had was that Russia was in control. So uh, that makes me wonder if uh, if the if Ukraine is able to push back here and uh, and get Russia out of Chernobyl. Uh, welcome, uh, Chalky. Welcome, Chalky, to Stocks on Psychology Money. Appreciate you joining. Countries here: Lithuania, Latvia. I'm sorry, I A E A International. What is it? Atomic Energy Association. Pretty sure. Uh, it says that it is vitally important to maintain the safety of Chernobyl, which is a nuclear power reactor and waste zone. And then we'll see that particular, that, that possible scenario of Russian forces moving in to some of these former Warsaw Pact countries, which are now members of NATO, and then the whole calculation changes. What's the possibility that Putin, even if he has designs, at the very least, on the Baltics, can be stopped here in Ukraine? Well, you know, on the surface of it, it doesn't make any sense for Putin certainly to conduct offensive operations against a NATO country and execute Article 5 against him. Uh, the impact that would have on his on his country and on his people would be catastrophic. But let's let's face it. I mean, I, I think this is an overreach by Putin in terms of what he's doing in Ukraine. And so I understand why people have concerns about the implication that eventually he could get around to undermining, particularly the Baltic states, and the one of greatest concern there is Lithuania, yeah. uh, in the future. And, and, and certainly we've got to get it in, in, in his head that that's not going to happen. But given his, his remarks, I just want to make a comment on that. I mean, I, I thought the tone was not what it should have been. I thought he should have made a statement to the effect that we are united with the international community and we are not going to let this stand that Russia is taking over an independent country and imposing its will and changing the world order. We will do everything in our power, even though it may take some time, to correct this wrong. And then we, we're right back where we were before in terms of sanctions. Biden says the next few weeks and months will be hard on Ukrainians. Uh, remember earlier, he did call this a premeditated attack as well. And uh, FAA bars U.S. airlines and pilots from operating in Ukraine. I mean, this makes sense. It's essentially you've got a big no-fly zone there right now. Uh, right now, we do have the Russell. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Russell. The Nasdaq rallying up now uh, another about half percent, one point five percent to the upside here after the sanctions. Germany is not just the Nord Stream two pipeline, but the welcome, Chris, to the Stocks and Psychology and Money Group. Appreciate you from Russia and another one sort of comes in this way and goes over to the southwestern part of Germany. That's a lot. Of Thank you, Stephen Hunter for the $20. Sanctioning SWIFT would limit or eliminate access to funds to any foreign nationals that are currently within Russia. Yeah, that's probably true. Better get some cash out of ATMs. Justin, I already bought the dip this morning. You, you, you've been, you've been missing out. major strategic problems that the Europeans have. This, what you just drew there, they created themselves. Uh, this, by the way, is a good point. You know, the uh, 
Biden said, oh, everybody's anti, uh, anti what Russia's doing. And I was thinking to myself, uh, well, wait a minute. Like we, uh, we didn't, um, uh, we didn't, I mean, it sounds to me like, uh, China actually supports Russia. Right. And, uh, and then a reporter bluntly asked him, Hey, did like, what about China? And Biden said, he's not prepared to comment on China. Yitzi Bat, welcome, welcome to Stocks and Psychology Money. Thanks for using that coupon code and welcome aboard. All right. Thank you, General. Stand by, please. Fox News alert. Brand new information on U.S. troop movements into Germany. National security correspondent Jennifer Griffin's got that live from the Pentagon for us. Jennifer, what do we know? Well, Sandra, we've learned a little bit more about the announcement that President Biden made just moments ago that 7,000 U.S. troops would now be deploying in the coming days to Germany. Those are among those 8,500 troops, remember, that the Pentagon put on standby orders a few weeks ago. Um, they will be coming from the United States. That is a new development. The, the troops that moved in recent days were already based in Europe. The, the thousand or so who moved into the Baltics, they were coming from Italy. But these troops will be coming from the states and they will go to Germany, where, remember, we have uh, the head of the 18th Airborne Corps, General Carilla is there. He will oversee these troops. And then we'll see whether they move forward to the eastern flank. We've already seen the U.S. put F-35, six F-35s in two Baltic states as well as into Romania. We heard that overnight. Uh, these are significant moves to give confidence to Poland and the Baltics that and to send a message to Putin not to move forward. The problem is the kind of threatening tone that the Pentagon heard from Putin last night and President Biden was asked about it, uh, that that veiled threat that suggested a possible uh, use of a nuclear weapon if if NATO or the U.S. were to move forward. Uh, Putin was very menacing in those remarks last night. Now it's going to be up to NATO. Those 30 uh, allied NATO members are meeting tomorrow in Brussels. The U.S. will be a part of that. Uh, will they call for the 40,000 NATO response force to be activated? Those troops, those... Yeah, Blockhead. Right now, I have no plans on selling the stocks that I bought this morning. Uh, I'm about 38% uh, in on stocks right now. And I also got rid of my gold the, this very morning. Uh, remember every every move I make. Well, I did. I made these moves live together with course members when Mark uh, right at the opening bell, and then um, I always send the alerts as well. Though, uh, also bought a little bit of crypto. But uh, anyway, so uh, da, 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 da. oh, thank you so much. Uh, we'll buy my first house off your videos. A lot appreciated. That's awesome. Yeah, make sure you get a good deal. Get, find those wedge deals in this market from the Pentagon. Uh, we had an assessment earlier about those initial 12 hours of strikes overnight. Uh, no, Zach, not worried about nuclear war, no. Uh, this is the initial phase of President Putin's uh, move uh, to take retake Ukraine and those tank forces, those special forces, they are encircling Kyiv as we speak tonight. Wow. I would expect to see uh, more airstrikes, more ballistic missile strikes tonight. Uh, this is far from And phase up. 11.6% right now. Look at some of these bounces here, folks. Uh, you've really seen the energy stocks move here, but uh, even Roku moving up about 10%, Palantir 10%, just two days after Kathy finishes selling off, uh, Matterport 8%. I mean, we've got some big bounces here. Yeah, Alibaba uh, down, though, down about 3%.
the uh, downside, let's see, S&P 500 turns green, bouncing off of that 0% FIB. Well, it didn't really bounce up. Uh, it, uh, it fell below it and, and then came up here. Let's throw it on. There we go. So it, it hasn't really been responding to the 0% today because it's traded under it for so long today. Tesla now up about 1.5% at 7.70. Lucid up about 3%. Vidya up about 2.9%. Market's actually responding quite quite well right now. End phase up about 12%. A lot of FOMO probably. Uh, A lot lot of FOMO moving into the market right now. Let's see what else place they requested that that the the u.s and europe not use the swift sanction which is kind of known as the nuclear option off the bat so what you've seen is britain and the united states cutting russia off from the their financial markets they're going to see in a month how much that squeezes russia you mentioned how the u.s stock market is already coming back a bit Russian market, not so much. It lost half its value overnight. Yeah, big deal. Um, Jen Griffin, live at the Pentagon for us. Thank you very much, Jen. John. We need some analysis as to why the market's doing what it's doing. I mean, you could guess (laughs) a number of things, but uh, I'd like to hear an expert who knows more than me. Uh, Yeah, I'll tell you, it's not that bad in uh, Ukraine. Now, I hate to say that because I don't want people to clip that. People have died, right? Civilians have died. Dozens of civilians have died. But the stock market gets so fearful, it could price in this idea that uh, Russia just indiscriminately starts shelling civilians and and, uh, residents in Ukraine. And that's not what's happening. Russia has uh, launched a full-scale attack, uh, but it's it's against military targets, airports, air defense systems, and taking land control. Uh, You're not seeing uh, an indiscriminate killing of civilians. That's not to say civilians haven't died. They have, and that's terrible. Uh, we're expecting now about uh, 60, roughly 60 soldiers uh, have died uh, uh, from the Ukrainian side and dozens of civilians. This is terrible, but it's nowhere near what could have potentially happened when you have uh, a, a massive, uh, uh, you know, incursion into a, a modern country. All right, let's keep listening. Uh, NASDAQ now up 2%. It's so far, it just looks like it's just rallying into the close. I don't know if it'll last. We'll see. Western part of the country in the city of uh, Lviv. Uh, we've had the opportunity to talk with people in this very remarkable situation uh, where they woke up uh, in the middle of the night to find out that their country is indeed being invaded, as so many people have feared. Uh, what we found from these people, although it has the appearances of business as usual, uh, people hustling off to their jobs, we found tremendous resolve talking with some veterans who said they're going right down to the office, as they say, to volunteer for uh, to fight. Uh, other people who say no matter what happens, the Ukrainian people will fight. They say it's not like it was in 2014. It's not like uh, uh, when the uh, Russians rolled into Crimea and really without consequence were able to take control. This is a time when people are swearing that they will fight. And you also have the national police handing out weapons to all the veterans. And we talk with those veterans and they say they are uh, very willing, in fact, committed uh, to the fight here, John. All right. Brave people there in Ukraine, but uh, Russia's got an awful lot of armor headed their way. Mike Chubbett for us in Lviv. Mike, thank you. Sandra. All right, John, thank you. Let's get back to the White House. Peter Ducey, you just had a chance to suggest and hear that most Ukrainian news outlets and websites are going dark due to DDoS and physical attacks. Uh, when am I going to buy? I bought this morning at market open. 
feels like a gradual escalation. Hopefully, hopefully not. And then China, Taiwan, geez, hopefully not. Yeah, market is cheering uh, the sanctions right now. Uh, NASDAQ up about 2% right now. The Russians are telling the world about their intentions going into Ukraine. Uh, the president is now explaining why he thinks Putin is doing it. And he want, he's saying that Putin, uh, put it out there, that Putin wants to return the European map, redraw the European map to what it looked like before the Cold War. Listen to this. Brent oil, by the way, under 90, uh, 99 now. So uh, oil has slipped down. As a worthy adversary. At the time, he was, I made it clear as an adversary, and I said he was worthy. I didn't underestimate him. And I've read most of everything he's written. Did you read? The, I shouldn't I'm not a wise guy. The, you, you heard the speech he made, almost an hour's worth of speeches, why he was going into Ukraine. He has much larger ambitions in Ukraine. He wants to, in fact, reestablish the former Soviet Union. That's what this is about. Yeah. And that, that is a big headline. So is the fact this administration is sticking with sanctions as a response to what Russia is doing, even though the president admitted that Putin is not just going to stop suddenly today and say, oh. Yeah, we talked about the Taiwanese fighter jets early, early this morning. It was one of the first things we talked about. Uh, by the way, shout out to FTX for sponsoring this video. Link down below. You can sign up and get $10 in free crypto using the uh, FTX link. Note that uh, Bitcoin right now, just now breaking 37000 So definitely seeing some, some action here on uh, on uh, crypto as the NASDAQ also uh, rotates uh, to the upside. The link, by the way, for FTX is down below in the description, right next to the link for the amazing programs on building your wealth. You get lifetime access to them. So no matter uh, what what happens, I continue to update these, uh, these and uh, whatever updates I provide you get. Uh, they do come with uh, live streams for as long as I do them in the courses, which I've been doing them for years and have no plans to stop. Yeah. All right. Let's keep listening here. Thousand banks. So it's not something that President Biden can just put a hammer on and say, yes, you were unilaterally taking Russia and banning uh, them to the axis of SWIFT. That would be the hammer, as well as combining it with export controls, which is, I would say, President Biden went partially there in a strong way, didn't go fully there, because fully there would be where we have export controls banning everything U.S. does, and then anyone that's uh, Russia's importing that has any U.S. part. So we still have a few more hammers, full export controls yeah. of anything we deliver, as well as any parts that we're part of, as well as the SWIFT, which would really just cut them off of any type of really... So uh, FAA issues notices expanding the area in eastern Ukraine where airplanes and pilots cannot operate. U.S. businesses pledged to work with Biden to help with sanctions. Ukraine still saying about 57 individuals killed. Uh, and uh, let's see here. We do have earnings coming out today. Let me see what we have today. Earnings. We, I believe Wayfair reports today. Let's see. Alibaba reported this morning. Uh, we have Square, Coin, Beyond Meat, Etsy, Open Door, Autodesk. These are going to be some big earnings actually coming up. So we'll uh, we'll we'll watch those uh, earnings in about an hour and fifteen minutes when we have market close. 
Tesla right now up about 1.5%. Russell or uh, NASDAQ up about 1.8%. Oil back under 100. Let's continue to listen here herky-jerky stock market right now. You've got rising oil prices. The economy is looking a little bit more fragile. And the question is, what does the Fed do? Do they raise interest rates in this kind of environment where we just don't know where the economy is headed? It's such a great point. Um, And whether or not we could face a recession as a result. But in the time being, Robert, I'll ask this question because John just said he wants somebody to give us analysis on the stock market today because it's been something (laughs) to watch. It had been down uh, 700 points or so earlier. Uh, it was down 634 before the president started speaking, the Dow, that is. And now it's only down 289, and the S&P 500 has turned positive. So what exactly is the U.S. stock market <laughs> interpreting here? Well, I would say it's interpreting that um, they didn't in, in, um, use the ban on SWIFT with Russia. They didn't go the uh, full way. Mm. And so that didn't have any contagion on the global financial institutions. I mean, think of SWIFT. That's fair. SWIFT meets Venmo globally for every bank transaction. And if you don't have that, then the transfer of payments just is not going to happen. And so much of Europe is dealing with Russia because of natural gas and oil exchange that this would have had a contagion effect. And I think that the market likes that that was not yet done. Although I think a lot of people wish President Biden and the G10 put the hammer down. Steve, well, let, uh, let me just add, can yeah, I just add something sure. to that, uh, Sandra? Uh, because you know you were just mentioning that in the whole financial scheme of things globally, Russia isn't really that big of a of a trading partner or an international powerhouse when it comes to finance. They are important when it comes to energy markets, and so I think that right. explains a little bit of of why the markets haven't reacted the, more negatively. The, the only but other let, thing, Sandra, Sandra, just quickly, the other thing is it's unlikely we may see 50 basis point hype now in yes. March. It would I, likely be. That's where I think a lot of the and market so, now is so Hey, hard. we reached an agreement. I, I think that's right. But the problem still is, you know, with the price of oil at $100 a barrel, you know, Russia actually benefits from under now oil prices. I just, I'm just frustrated that we're not producing more at home because it could, it would really. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, if we had the Keystone Pipeline, maybe some more fracking. They're, they're right about that on Europe with respect to energy. And, and, and also going back to Neil's point about what a major... Is there a risk of the U.S. market being frozen resulting in a giant risk for option contracts? No. I, no, I, I think that's like less than a 1% chance. Major corn and wheat exporter. Um, thank you both for your thank analysis you. on that. Thanks, we were Sandra. looking forward to it. And there you have it. <laughs> nice, Brandon. Produce and, and export a lot of goods. It is resource rich, that is for sure. Thanks to both of you. John. All right, Sandra, let's bring in Robert O'Brien, former national. Uh, emerging market stocks actually now falling as Russia invades. They were previously thought of as a safe haven asset. And uh, there's also a note here by the suits that betting that uh, the this invasion will be short-lived is not a good bet, that uh, more volatility could be coming for the market. We shall see. And I'm wondering... What happened to this solidarity or were they too afraid of backing Putin into a corner here that he might really lash out? Mm. Well, it's hard to say he backed him into a corner. He's already lashed out. He's invaded. He's conquering a country on, a, on his neighboring border. I mean, we haven't seen this in Europe since 1938. The only wow. thing you and I have seen in our lifetimes like this, John, is uh, Saddam moving into Kuwait and taking Kuwait. 
Uh, we ejected him Iraq from Kuwait, but mm -hmm. uh, we have no plans to put combat troops, rightly so, and into Ukraine. But uh, you know, the, the the president's comments and his tone were were good, and he recognized that. Putin has said what he means. He's going to reassemble the Soviet Union. That means he's coming after the Baltic states next. And uh, mm. he's already absorbed Belarus. He's, he's conquering Ukraine. And, and I'm I haven't seen this. This is quite interesting. Somebody here says there was an interesting statistic about 90% of neon used in semiconductor production coming from Ukraine. Wow. Well, good thing Ukraine's not getting sanctioned, but they might be in control of Russian hands soon with, uh, with Kiev now expected to fall within hours people is fight it out in the streets and in the alleyways, but you're eventually going to be overwhelmed by massive Russian, you know, overmatch. And, uh, and we're not, we're not doing anything to discourage Vladimir Putin at this point. So I hope that there's a, a second round of sanctions that's going to mm. come out in the next day or two. Now we will see, but I mean, in terms of last shout out to Juan and Jeremy for joining the stocks and psychology of money group in just the last couple of minutes here. Thanks so much. Glad to have you. Coupon code expires Monday. Uh, cyber energy and whatnot to make European lives very difficult. But let me ask you, uh, you to just expound on something you said a second ago. You think that he's got his sights set on the Baltics next because that would really change the yeah, game there as that would invoke an Article 5 response from NATO. Well, that, that's what he said. I mean, he said that in his speech. And he, he actually also talked about Finland uh, being part of the uh, the Russian well, family, so once. to speak. So, uh yeah, it didn't work out very well in 1939 for the poor Soviet soldiers up in the uh, in the Arctic. But uh, look, we ought to immediately be going to Finland and Sweden right now. I've got an op-ed. Yes, Ari, uh, uh, Russia can still use Swift. It'll be in tomorrow's paper. Uh, we, we need to invite Finland and Sweden to join NATO. We need to show them what's, you know, they've, they've seen what's happened in Ukraine. They've seen that this is a brutal dictator who's going to conquer his neighbors. They're both mm -hmm. neighbors that would help us in the Arctic. They've got capable military. That would penalize Putin by strengthening NATO, which is what he wants to do is weaken NATO and drive a wedge between us. And look, we've got to get tough with our German partners. Uh, I mean, this is Germany's opposing this. We need to move our troops out of Germany, except for the Germany's opposing the uh, swift action. Yeah. Uh, so just take a quick look here because of oil's run today and phase up 12 percent renewables here. Sun run 18 percent overstock on its beat is up 18 percent. Shift technology is bouncing off some of those lows here. Then we've got, uh, you know, Roku up 11, Palantir up 11, Trade Desk up 10 and a half, Matterport's up eight. Uh, some some real uh, pushes here, uh, euphoric pushes in, um, in valuations. Square reporting today, Square's at $91. Keep in mind, it fell to 82 this morning, all-time lows. And it does report earnings today. Square block. So, so, Xi Jinping and Putin are looking at this and saying, hey, if this is all you've got, why shouldn't we take Ukraine? And why shouldn't the Chinese take Taiwan? If that if this is the response to, to this sort of naked aggression that we're going to see. And as we pointed out uh, the other day, uh, the Donbass region of the eastern part of Ukraine is only a couple of miles smaller than uh, Taiwan itself. And uh, Putin seemed to take that territory pretty easily. Let me I know that you believe from what he said, that he wants to go beyond Ukraine. But what do you think the immediate goals in Ukraine are? To, to annex it, as he did Crimea, or to install a pro-Russian puppet government and then withdraw his forces? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if he'll withdraw his forces, but I assume he'll try and put a puppet government into, into place. Uh, that's what he did in, in South Ossetia, Abkhazia, in Georgia. It's what he's done in Transnistria, Moldova. Mm -hmm. It's what he did in, in the Donbass region in Ukraine. 
Uh, and so that's why Canadian $327 billion pension fund sells Russian holdings. Bye-bye Russian stuff. Uh, to the extent that, that Ukraine falls, so we've got to do our best to evacuate its leaders, uh, set up a government in exile in London or uh, Warsaw, and, and make sure that they retain the seat at the UN and restate, retain their diplomatic mm. facilities around the world. Mm. Russia's year-long quest to quit the dollar is blunting the effect of sanctions. I believe that. One of the, the primary ways to do that is to treat them the way we treated the Baltic states in the post-war period, where where their ambassadors and the head of their legations stayed in place for almost 50 years until mm. uh, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia received their independence and their freedom. And uh, we need to do the same thing with the Ukraine, even if it's a long a long <laughs> slog. We've got to be with the Ukrainian people and their legitimate representatives. Yeah, that's a lot longer than the month that the president talked about. Uh, Robert O'Brien, I was good to catch up with you. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Good to see you, John. Thank you. Sandra? Brett Bruin joining us now. He served 12 years as a U.S. diplomat. And Hop on over for a sec. Let's see. Let's get a little bit of a, a different perspective here. Danny. Okay, but not a TV commercial. Additional U.S. troops will head to Europe to defend NATO territory, but he doubled down on his promise to not send troops into Ukraine. We've got new details ahead. How did I lay top expense? With economic crises, there is a pandemic. And you start to see a picture of what is to come and how this is to play out. You know, Richard Engel talks about the first phase of this war now being complete, the targeted strikes on military assets. Well, the second phase is going to be government facilities. And the people who live around government facilities are these civilians. And so, by the way, uh, Tesla now uh, uh, still up about 1.69% despite these SEC allegations of insider trading between the Musk brothers. And what we're going to see is human traffic moving in various directions, people trying to get out and doing anything they can to get out. And if this turns into what President Biden talked about, uh, which is a prolonged occupation, um, it's, it's going to be horrifying. There will be bombings. There will be violence. And caught in the middle will be children and the elderly and civilians, Katie. Cal Perry, you've already seen a lot, and it's, it's awful.